allows us to tell stories about the human condition. Isaac Asimov once said, individual science fiction stories may seem as trivial as ever to the blinder critics and philosophers of today. But the core of science fiction, its essence has become crucial to our salvation. Tell me how many lights you see. Yeah! Oh! It's all night! This is how liberty dies. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. Good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. I'm Chrissy Rathensberger. And I'm Dave Sellers. Yeah, and uh, it's good to have Chrissy back. Yay! (laughs) She's glad to be back. She's handing out points already. It's great. Yeah. I think we're tied at one, Scott. Uh, <laughs> we'll see how far we get. I don't get. even like Harry Potter, but I'll take 50 points from Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good I'm slithering. Good. Um, uh, all right. Uh, now I got a fist. It's great. So, uh, well, welcome, Chrissy. Chrissy, we missed you. We missed having you part of the show here. I missed being part of the show. My, my phone would go off. Like in my pocket, and let me know that you guys were recording, and I'd be like, "Oh, yeah." There. <laughs> uh, and M should be joining us. She had a meeting that was running late, so she uh, pops in. You'll see her, and if not, we uh, we are certainly missing M. And uh, it, uh, but but we're glad Chrissy's back here. And so let's jump into our, I guess, our menu, right? Since we're let's get into the heat of things here, and. Uh, Miles, why don't you tell us what what do we have on what what do we have in tap tonight? So we're going to talk about what's going on in our sci-fi world. We had three Star Trek teasers drop on First Contact Day, which was this past week, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the Justice League Snyder cut. Um, it's been out for a few weeks now, and there's a new uh, show on Netflix dropping in May called uh, Jupiter's Legacy. There's a short trailer we're just going to look at. All right. Now, Dave, for people that may not be as into Star Trek as you and Miles are, uh, can you explain what First Contact Day is? First Contact Day is the day when Vulcans first visit Earth into the, in the future. And, and what year is that? What year is that? Good question. Oh, you, Miles? Oh, you don't remember the year? (laughs) I don't remember. Uh, I, I I think it's um, twenty sixty three. Oh, so we have a few years yet to first contact day, but it was a, it was the date that we were celebrating. They so they dropped all these trailers, and it's nice that they do it that way. Kind of honors the fans. It's it's a fun little thing. Um, Yeah, I was right. It is April 5th, 2063. Yeah, there you go. Look at that, Miles, pulling out all that useless information. It's great. I know. It came in useful. (laughs) Yeah, it came in useful for the show, at least. For the show, at least. At at least, yeah. Yeah. We're not that far off. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and jump into uh, what's going on in our sci-fi world. And Chrissy, we're going to have you go first because we haven't heard from you in forever. So... Go ahead, tell us what's going on in your sci-fi world. I'm sure more than what I remembered. Um, I'm just going to do my general nerd world. Um, so I know that I watched Blood of Zeus. I obviously was playing 
Um, Tell me about Blood of Zeus. I'm not familiar with Blood of Zeus. Blood of Zeus is a Netflix animated show that is for adults. um, And it's basically taking the ancient Greek myths and kind of building on them. So it's not like retelling them. It's basically saying this was a lost myth or a lost story. And then it follows that um that plot i won't spoil too terribly much it it was a really good show except for like the last two episodes definitely had like a pacing problem i would say um it's almost like they forgot they only had eight episodes or somebody really should have given them like two or three more i think it was eight episodes so yeah it was it was actually a really good show and like I said, the, the ending was a little disappointing, but that really entirely had to do with the pacing of the show. Um, and while I was watching Blood of Zeus, I was simultaneously watching, and I can always, I had to like remember what it was. I always called it Mayatar, The Last Bloodbender, because it basically just reminded me of a Mayan version of Avatar. Um, so it's actually Onyx Equinox, which is another animated definitely for adults and way way too much blood i mean oh, almost as much blood as brotherhood um the alchemist so okay there was a lot of blood in that show too um so but they did a really good job with the um mayan culture and their myths and um putting it in a I would say digestible um, format so that if you're not familiar with the Mayan myths, you can still understand it and enjoy it. Um, but it's not like they spend a whole lot of time sitting there and explaining every little detail of it. So if you really want to understand what's going on, um, Overly Sarcastic Production has a few, like I would say, like primers of Mayan myth, and you should definitely go check those out before watching I love, Equinox. I love overly sarcastic productions. I use some of their videos in my classroom. They're, they're fantastic. Yeah. Um, I definitely, it definitely has a pacing problem. So that is my biggest critique of it, is that it kind of jumps a little bit all over the place and doesn't develop plot points as much as it should. Um, and then I was really ADHD. I started watching Luna Nera, Ragnarok, and Curse on Netflix. I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to watch, and I just couldn't get into them. Um, and then I ended up watching Cobra Kai, which isn't uh, science fiction, but uh, love, but love sort it. of, it, sort of, right? I, I like it's kind of in the geek fandom type thing. So it, it totally is in the geek fandom, and so I justify it by. By putting it on this on this list, um, so I watched all the seasons of Cobra Kai and watched them, and they were really, really well done. I was very resistant to watching it at first. I was just like, I don't know, guys, retelling ugh, all these retellings and bringing things back, and you all just ruined my childhood, and I am not having it. You are not touching the karate kid. I don't want to go away. But then, like, they finally. Like, one of my friends finally convinced me to watch it. They're like, no, no, it's really good. I'm like, mm, okay. 
you said that about Harry Potter, and I haven't forgiven you since. Um, <laughs> and then the other thing I've been been watch Ben's watching a lot of on YouTube recently is Ask Mortician. It's not science fiction, but it's totally for nerds. And you will join me in the death positive movement. You will do so. Um, they it has she does a fantastic job of going over history and how our culture has dealt with death over, you know, different time periods from the middle ages to the last pandemic to how we're handling it. This pandemic, it was very, it's a fascinating like YouTube show. I really recommend it to anybody um, mm. to go watch it. If they're interested in like weird history. Yeah. Sounds like a show that Dave's dying to get into. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Dad joke for the win. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. I'm sure there's more stuff I was doing. I right, just can't right. remember. So it's tell me, kind of a blur. Tell me about the WoW expansion Shadowlands. I was into WoW. What's, what, what's new and prude? What's uh, exciting about this new expansion for WoW? Well... You are in the realms of the dead. So I'm noticing um, a real theme here with you. Yeah, yeah. So people are just dying to get into it. Prophecies, morticians, the land of the dead. Yeah. So going a little dark here, Chris. Should we we be concerned? Maybe 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 we could talk to a therapist or something. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Next podcast, she's going to be here in like pale white face, straight black hair. I'm gonna go I all goth on us. Called a closet cough in my time, which always amused me greatly because I never thought of myself as anything goth. But <laughs> a very, a very goth coworker when I was in high school turns to me one day and she says, "Chrissy, you're a closet goth," and I was like, "I'm not sure how to take that, but thank you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she meant it so, as a compliment. So, oh, she totally did. Oh, I, I loved her. She was yeah. so sweet. Um. But she definitely had like the black hair, the dog collar thing with like the spikes and the black nail polish and the lips. Yeah, it was a whole thing. This whole goth thing. Yeah. Um. So yes, you are. So hash, like everyone, there's going to be spoilers. Okay. So Sylvanas, in her nefarious schemes, has aligned herself. With the jailer, which is one of the primal death lord people, so you have different realms of the dead where your soul can go. So when you die in, I guess, World of Warcraft, and you're not a player character that just gets resurrected, um, you go to one of five different realms. So there's, um. Kieran and I had to quit playing for a while because I it just got too busy with shelter. So I only just got into it. So some of the details are a little bit fuzzy because it's been a couple of months. So there's the Kieran, which are kind of like these angelic beings. They kind of look like angels. Um, and there where the pure hearted souls go. Um, Uther is is there. No. Yes. I'm getting, I was making sure I'm make, not mixing up. Um, and then if you're like a nature spirit, you end up with the night fae. If you really loved 
battles. You end up with necrolords. And if you are a soul in need of purification and basically go to purgatory for a while, you end up with the, um, oh, is it the vampires? No, venthyr. Venthyr. They're basically like blood vampire people. They're actually the most fun. I have the most fun with them. And ironically, out of all the places, I'm like, I would want to go here. They end up having tea parties. Like, this is a fun place. So basically, basically they torture you and dissolve you of your sins that way. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But then at the end, like, you end up having, like, lots of fun and tea parties. So Sounds good. It's a very, it's a very gothic um, setting. <laughs> There's a theme here. Um, so it's got, like, the gargoyles and, like, the castles there. It just yeah. looks like you're running around like Frankenstein. It's yeah. glorious. I love it. Um, see, now I'm looking at the so, back. Uh, I'm looking at the back of a room in the picture saying, do I see anything gothic in that? And uh, no, 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 there's nothing no, gothic there. <laughs> no, I mean, the closest I might have is my painting of Marburg, Germany, which I guess is kind of Gothish, yeah, but not you, not really in the way we're talking about it. So, n- yeah, no, it doesn't have the right colors to it. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, I don't have any like dark forest with werewolves. We can turn out the um, light, turn out the lights of your room, and then it'll be like you're gothic. You'll see these two glowing ears. It'll be great. I <laughs> mean, I definitely been getting into like black and Magic the Gathering recently. So oh, there you go, there you go, there you go. I, I have a zombie deck now. Okay, good. good. So, so yeah, no. Steve, <laughs> Steve, we got it. All right, well, let's uh, maybe before we depress the show too much, we should talk to Dave about what's going on in his sci-fi world. Uh, not really too much uh, work, and the potential house build is uh, taking up a lot of time. But uh, we've been watching Falcon and Winter Soldier, um, loving that show so far. Uh, finished my rewatch of SG one and started Atlantis naturally. Um, also working on rewatching through lower decks in preparation for a future show here. And listen, I'm listening to the novel star Trek Picard last best hope, which so far is really good. Um, and not so really sci-fi ish, but we have, I've been, I got off work early yesterday and I binge watched the first five episodes of a show called assembly required with Tim Allen and Richard Karn. They have these builders across the country in their own shops, making whatever little project they send them stuff for. The the first episode was building a leaf blower slash flamethrower. And it was pretty darn cool <laughs> i'm having flashbacks to home improvement that's, exactly. that's it and I him mean, like it's... grunting oh yeah yes. please tell me he says more power please tell me he tells says that at least once an episode yes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so uh so did, so did it inspire you to make your own leaf blower that actually is a flamethrower dave uh, yes, it was. And next winter, you should see me at work uh, using it to clear snow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Just just don't set the school on fire because I think they, they did just build on to that. School, oh, we're, right? we're working on that now currently. Yeah, yeah don't worry. Don't, don't ask Dave how many times the fire alarm has gone off this year because I'm sure he lost count. 
Uh, no, actually, we haven't. And so, how many is it now? Uh, since, from my since, perspective, because I get them all after hours and yeah, weekends your perspective, and things like that. Yep, we are somewhere in the realm between seventy and eighty. Seventy to eighty times the fire alarms I, gone off. Not because I, I of was, fire or smoke, but because of dust yeah. and stupid people leaving doors open in fifty mile an hour wind gusts that blow through and create a wind tunnel and make my life hell. Yeah. Yeah. I, my high school was under construction when I was in high school. And I just remember it seemed like at least once a week, the fire alarm was going off. Oh, I'd settle for once And disrupting us. I mean, that well, was recently it's been better, Dave, that you know of, because I have everything silenced because we're doing fire watch. So it doesn't uh, alarm and evacuate the building. True. But my phone blows up and I go <laughs> running down the hall. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, very good. Very good. Um, that doesn't I, sound very good at all. I thought, I thought, yeah, I thought that the STP was like Star Trek, the Phantom Menace. But no, it's not that. Not that. Miles, tell me that about what's a good what, mashup. It'd <laughs> be an interesting mashup. But. Shoot Jar Jar out the torpedo too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> Miles, tell me about uh, what's going on in your sci-fi world. Well, like Dave, I'm enjoying Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney Plus. I'm enjoying Superman and Lois on the CW, although it's taking a kind of a hiatus right now. Be back May 18th. Uh, watching and enjoying uh, Resident Alien on Sci-Fi Channel. I think that's it wrapped up for its first season, and it was just phenomenal. This show restored some of my faith in the Sci-Fi Channel. They could still put out some good Sci-Fi, but uh, Alan Tudyk and even the supporting characters were just fantastic in this show. It was well-written, well-acted. Um, you know, Alan you know, Alan Tudyk has a scene in, in the last episode, and if you're not crying at the end of it, there's something wrong with you. It's just, uh, he, he, it's just that good. Uh, I'm still enjoying Debris on NBC. I caught a standalone um, DC movie, Batman: Soul of the Dragon, on Amazon Prime. That that this is a standalone where Batman's back in the '70s and he's hanging out with this Bruce Lee-like character, which was fun. Um. I'm watching Flash and Black Lightning on CW as I can as I can catch it. Uh, I am slowly getting the special lady in my life um, into some science fiction. So we watched uh, for me it was a rewatch of Terminator Dark Fate, but she hadn't seen it before and she liked it, so that was good. So she likes action movies, so I'm gonna get her into just some sci-fi action movies and maybe she'll be hooked. And uh, I'm just finished reading today the Out Morning Time by Laura Hanks Klein and I bought recently Neander by Harold Johnson. Um, so I'll be reading that soon. Sounds, uh, sounds pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yep. That's what I've been enjoying. Hey, good. Well, my sci-fi world, I am behind a winter soldier. So I've only watched the first episode. I know there's been a lot. I think we recorded last time. They were just getting ready to drop the first episode. So I am behind, I uh, did enjoy the first episode. I just haven't watched it much beyond that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else I watched. Um, Star Trek Lower Decks I uh, got into because I thought we were going to record a show on it. And then I realized I had to finish Zack Snyder's um, Justice League, uh, which I did finish. 
Um, I wasn't going to finish it. I was actually going to like do like I watched the first half an hour. I'm like, eh, eh, it's okay. And then you guys said, well, we're going to do it on the show. I'm like, okay, well, then I got, got then I got to really watch it. And I'm glad I did. Glad I did. We'll talk more about that later. Um, what else am I watching? Not a ton. I'm reading a bunch. So I read recently. I read, and I have about an hour and a half left. Of it uh, Red Rising by Pierce Brown. And it's kind of, it takes place in Mars. Um, and the best way to describe it is like the Hunger Games, a grittier Hunger Games on Mars. Um, and the reason I stopped reading it was there's a scene where the protagonist is confronting the antagonist and the protagonist drives a knife through the guy's hand in the table and says, if you want to be free, you got to saw off your arm, hands him a saw. And so I'm at the part where they're describing him sawing off his arm. And I said, I think I'm done with this book for right now. Cause I just didn't need that at that point in my life. Like that doesn't bother me typically. And Next week, I have a podcast that I'm doing on the book, so I only have an hour and a half to go. I'll probably finish it. But I just couldn't make myself pick up that book after that. Because there's just so, it was just, it was dark at points to begin with. But when they began to describe that, I'm like, mm, I'm okay right now. <laughs> so I went, I went, and I actually read uh, Star Trek Discovery, David Mack, the first book. Really, okay. really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. Made me want to pick up some other Star Trek novels. It's the only Star Trek novel, by the way, that I've ever read. So, um, but I did. I did really enjoy that book, and um, I loved the alien tech, and uh, you know that, that the whole storyline was good. Um, I am also reading through the Cimmerillion for the sixth time, and. Um, it's definitely ponderous to get through at points. Um, I'm in a really good part right now and uh, just really enjoying my reread of that. And I'm rereading it because uh, there's uh, the whole middle, the Amazon Middle Earth series will be coming down the pike eventually. I want to have it kind of fresh in my mind. Um, and then from here, my plan is to read The Children of Huron, which kind of comes out of the Cimmerillion and the uh, Lay of Luthien or whatever it is. Baron and Luthien. So I have two other novels kind of in the dock for that. But, so that's kind of a, oh, I am watching Kiefer and I rewatched Avengers, Infinity War and Endgame. And then we also uh, began rewatching uh, the movies from the beginning. Uh, Captain America, Iron Man, skipped Captain Marvel because he said, eh, she's too OP. So that was his, his two OP, too overpowered. So, so yeah, that's kind of what's going on in my uh, sci-fi world. I think that's it. I don't know that I'm missing anything. But, yeah. Were you watching Resident Alien also? So I watched the first two episodes, mm -hmm. and I haven't watched it since. It's, okay. it's it's time poverty and a lot of family crap that's going on right now. So, mm -hmm. okay. so I uh. I am uh, watching what I can, but playing some League of Legends continually, but 
you know, still coaching that. So that's kind of par for the course. So. All right. So uh, which trailer did you want me to play first here? What did you want to talk about first? Let's move into our trailers here. Sure. Why don't we just take the, hit the first one? Well, I think I have Discovery is the first one. All right. Let's do Discovery then. And uh, and I'll play this. I don't know if you'll hear it from your end, uh, but I'll play it just so I have a placeholder in the show. And we'll talk about it after what we're hoping and what we're gleaning from this. And uh, we'll go from there. We are not in this alone. None of us are. We're all living in uncertainty. Even for a crew as familiar with it as this one. The stress is taking its toll. But we are not in this alone. None of us are. Five light years across. That's the size of the gravitational anomaly. Where is it headed next? It could go anywhere. And we may not have any kind of warning at all. Federation, non-Federation. This anomaly threatens us equally. Whatever it is, we'll figure it out together. Indeed, we are more than allies. Captain Burnham. Make no mistake, you are in charge. She has faith in me. We are facing something we don't understand. Something that could tear us all apart. But there's only one way to confront the unknown. Together. So first of all, we know that we're getting Discovery this year because it said yep. coming in 2021. We don't know when yet. I don't think we know when, at least not according to this trailer. Um, so what were things that stuck out to you as you watched this uh, trailer and thoughts about it? Miles, let's start with you. Well, as far as um, costume aesthetic, they changed the uniforms, and I like the new uniforms better than the the ones they had at the end of season three. So the, 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 the solid colors on the uniform jackets, I think look so much better than the gray uh, jackets with the color department on them. So, so we, so, so we have that. There's an interesting character. She looks like she's half human, half Cardassian, but I, th- but look at some of the fan theories. I think the, she's the Federation president. So we see her, the Federation president character in this. And there's a mystery box um, that uh, they're, they're trying to solve right. um, in this. Yeah, Dave, how about for you? What uh, what stuck out to you? Uh, Im- almost immediately on the exterior shot of discovery and what looked like some other ships there the ncc 1031 a designation now whether that's because of all the modifications they made when they got to the future or not but you've only ever really seen that in the enterprise line after one has been destroyed or decommissioned we actually saw that in season three 
Oh, we did? Yeah, they actually added the A when they when the ship had its refit. Yep. Oh, well, hell, then never mind. Yeah. <laughs> the times are not paying attention. <laughs> Dave, yeah, I mean, Dave, has, Dave has to hand in his Star Trek card. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, no. We won't hold it against you for, for missing yeah. details. It yeah. was a rough year. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah. You, you were probably like taking a sip of beer at the time that it flashed on the screen. More than likely that You were just fine. like, I just, I just, yep. The beer can't <laughs> hit that in view. That's, yep. that's right. That's right. This is why we don't drink and watch Star Trek at the same time. Yeah. So that be a lesson to all of you children at home. That's right. That's right. Like that's right. <laughs> that's right. Actually, children probably should not be listening to us. Or probably it should do it appropriate. Yeah. But yeah, I mean the uniforms. I mean, I, I echo what Miles said. They they do look a little better, and they're keeping the color scheme, um, more next gen and beyond. As far as the way it looks like they distinguish departments, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um. But yeah, I mean it, it's gonna have plenty to go anywhere anywhere they can go this season. I mean, this is all uncharted new territory, so yeah, it'll be exciting to see. Chrissy, how about you? What uh, stood out to you as you watched this trailer? Well, I have to be honest; I haven't gone into Star Trek Discovery because I've been a little bit leery of it, just because of you know, up until this season, this coming season, it's been kind of set in the past and right. there was like those aesthetic issues and it, like, I get why they did it, but like, I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like I can defend it, but then like the nitpicky OCD part of my brain is like, no, it should not be like this. And so <laughs> I, I, I think that I would probably like, it actually makes me want to watch it. Like, go back yeah. and watch the first three seasons to then watch this one. Right. So, my impression of it is, oh, you know, I might actually want to go and, and watch this. I've been yeah. a little bit, like I said, a little bit leery of it. Um, you know, that's, so. in that, in Dave, I know I shared with you and Miles, You we've talked about, like, that that's was my impression. Like, I tried watching the first season, never made it through the entire first season, then decided, oh, I'm going to watch the third season of it. And I began watching the third season, loved it and realized that there was some context I was missing. Then went back and rewatched season one and two because season three takes place in the future and it works better for me in the future than it did in the past. So I kind of, I'm in agreement with you on that sentiment. So, yeah. Yeah. My, um, so my thoughts on it, I'm uh, very glad the cat's back. We need that. We need, we need, we need books. Cat, uh, needed to be in that. Um, I love the fact this is so Star Trek, by the way, I love the fact that there's a crisis that unless the entire known universe unites to combat this crisis, then it, it will not be able to be overcome. And that's so Star Trek and the Federation alone cannot handle it. But even if you're not Federation, it doesn't matter we got to come together and we're stronger together, which sounds very much like the Super Bowl commercials that we were seeing over the Super Bowl time. Um, the idea that we're stronger together and the, 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 the mantra that's kind of come out of culture, it seems like Star Trek in some ways reflect is reflecting that COVID sentiment that we are stronger when we're in this together. Well, then I have no hope 
for their universe. Right, <laughs> right. <doomed>. I know. <laughs> I'm just, but I'm just saying that. Like that, that yeah. Nope. <laughs> I'm just saying that for me that that um, you, you saw that sentiment there and um, the, the Burnham's dialogue kind of girding be, everything behind it works really well. Um, so I, I enjoyed the trailer and makes me excited for the next season when it drops. Um, it's an unknown. We don't know what's facing the universe. We just know that something is facing it. So, yeah. Cool. Any other thoughts on it? I'm excited. We'll see some Star Trek sometime this year. Yeah. New, new, new Star Trek this year. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. So, which trailer do you want to do next? I think the next one is Lower Decks. Okay. The Lower Decks season two. Let's go ahead and play that. What up? We doing sci fi stuff today? Thing missing is Boimler. He's got to be having the time of his life. Ah! I'm starting to think this jam session's got too many licks and not enough comps. What does that even mean? <laughs> we know when that was coming out, August 12th. So, uh, I'm not quite through the first season yet, but I'm excited. I I was telling I was telling Dave earlier this week that I was watching, like I really balked. I'm like, really? This is slapstick comedy Star Trek. And I was like, this is not the Star Trek that I grew up with or that I that I know, right? But I watched the first episode and it's actually good. I mean it, it really is. And I know we're going to talk about this, so I'm not, I don't want to talk about it too much here. So because of my experience with it, I am enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to this next season. It's better than good, Scott. It, it is brilliantly awesome. So you're telling me it's the best. You're, you're telling me it's the best Star Trek that out, is out there. No. <laughs> okay. No. I won't say that. But it can be a close second. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and not because of, and, and not for the Trek reasons, but and again, we'll we'll talk about this in a later episode when we when we review the premiere and stuff. But th- this one, this show just hits hits all the right notes with me, and, and not because of the 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 humor, the the the, the slapsticky stuff. That's all fine and dandy, but it's Star Trek for the working man. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll explain that in a future episode. So, listeners, stay tuned if you want some explanation with that. Yeah. yeah. So, Dave, well, you're you're excited. You're excited about this. I'm pumped. I can't yeah. wait. Chrissy, I sent some hesitation from you. Why don't we uh, get your thought here before we go to Miles? Actually, actually, I was going to say that it kind of. I mean, depending on on how your views, like in some ways, you might say that Star Trek has become overly sanctimonious. Because when you watch when you watch the original, like it is actually pretty campy, and there are just things about it that are campy. So in a way, it's kind of like, guys, come on, you're all taking this way too seriously. Let's let's have some fun with it. Let's let's you know get back to the fact that it was campy and funny and quirky and just you know let's not take ourselves too seriously as opposed to you know discovery which 
this this big serious drama going on and, and those like you know universe is ending sort of thing so and sometimes i'm sure i haven't watched much of star trek discovery but i'm sure sometimes it like pokes fun at the obvious plot holes and the obvious things that like shouldn't be happening on star trek but we allow for anyways because it's star trek like really we're gonna send the entire command team of the ship down to the weird alien world why would you do that that makes no sense you know and who's gonna clean up all these dead bodies whose job is that you know there i am going back to the dead body yeah see star trek do with all the dead bodies i mean like literally an invasion do they just like eject them out into space i mean that's that's i mean i've seen the funerals but but when they have like a mass mass casualty on the ship do they just be like Matter reclamation, as we learned in Star Trek Discovery Season 3 with their food. They never said they'd do that. Oh, really? So that's just the whole meme thing that I found. (laughs) (laughs) But it all makes sense. (laughs) They've been eating people. Uh, (laughs) They are cannibals (laughs) in the future. Oh, it's, it's worse, Scott. It's much worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Miles, what are your thoughts about uh, Lower Decks here? So I will save most of my comments when I think about the show when we discuss it. But um, I, what, what I saw was a lot of callbacks in this uh, trailer. There was... Um, the, the lead character, Mariner, she's in this Ambo Jitsu outfit we saw in, in season two of TNG. We see a Miranda-class starship flying around that, that was first seen in, in, in Star Trek Wrath of Khan. Uh, we see a Magatu running around. So they I think they are trying very hard to, um, you know, call back and reach out to... Um, old school fans of star trek say hey check us out we're gonna we're gonna embrace all the cool stuff from the past in this season so i'm intrigued i'm not <laughs> i don't share dave's enthusiasm but um I, i'm intrigued by what i saw yeah all right all right very good very good well let's uh, talk about something that might intrigue you just a little bit more let's talk about let's, let me play the trailer for star trek picard season two this yes the true final frontier is time. Time can turn even our most impulsive, our most ill-considered actions into history. What we do in a crisis often weighs upon us less heavily than what we wish we had done. What could have been. Time offers so many opportunities, but never second chances. The trial never ends. (laughs) All right. 
Dave, I know you. I know you want to talk about this one first. Go ahead. Oh boy! So th- this one's full of all kinds of cool stuff. Um, uh, the, the most obvious being Q. Everyone's favorite favorite villain. What? I, I totally missed that. What are you talking oh yeah. About? I don't. I. But the, what are you talking about, the, Dave? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, Q. So. The time travel aspect that they are really hinting at with this, and that Patrick Stewart kind of played around with um, at an interview on First Contact Day after they aired this trailer, it is quite intriguing, especially when you add in some of the things that you may have seen in this trailer. Um, the Enterprise D portrait being a big focus piece. Uh, the Stargazer model being another big focus piece. And another one, which took me a couple times of watching this to remember what it was, the Reckoning tablet from Deep Space Nine that Cisco broke that released the Paw Wraith that went into Jake, and then Kira had the, the, uh, oh, the thing okay. into it, and they did the battle on the station. So we might be bringing Deep Space Nine into this somehow, and hopefully prophets willing uh bringing back everyone's favorite captain benjamin cisco in some form or another would be absolutely cool but the reckoning tablet there the and and i don't know how coincidence it is or maybe it isn't but the playing card that dissolved was the queen of hearts which happened to be all five cards in data's hand in picard's dream in the opening of season one of Picard. So hopefully you might see more data somehow in all of this. It it, it is so, I'm intrigued already and I I can't wait for this. I'm almost more excited for this than lower decks. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, definitely, uh, definitely as good as teasing miles. Do you remember we uh, had a chance to sit down with John Delancey and chat with the Q man himself? Yes, yes, so that that was a lot of fun, and uh, yeah. I can still remember exactly I, where we did that outside in that little courtyard outside the interview hallway. Yeah, that yeah, was <laughs> awesome. I missed yeah. all the good stuff. Damn it! Oh, <laughs> you got the now visitors arm around your shoulder. You, got you the, have a, yeah, anyway, yeah, which is great and all, but you got the Buddhas. No, oh, yeah, that there. was that was very cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miles, uh, so your thoughts in this trailer? Oh, I'm 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 intrigued. Also, like like Dave said, they, they dropped. There's a lot of Easter eggs in this. I mean, it's just you know Picard talking about time, and then you see the camera, you know, looking at. I was these. I was going to say the the whole time travel piece that I, that's a fascination of yours, anyways, and then combine that with Star Trek, you must be in heaven with this trailer. I, 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 yes, I am. However, I mean, my first, the idea of Q in season two, I wasn't sure about that. I mean, I hate to say this. I mean, and I shouldn't be judging. I mean, but, but John Delancey, like everybody else, we've all gotten older. And so I'm like wondering, how are they going to, you know, I, I mean, is he just going to accommodate Picard? Like, okay, you've grown old, so I'll grow, you know, grow, I'll look like this is how I look old, you know, 35 years since we met each other. Um, I, I hope it's whatever it is. I hope it's 
some of the good philosophical wrestling matches they had on the show. Um, I, I assume there'll be some kind of crisis that Picard has to um, intervene, a, a mystery to solve. You know, is Q, you know, what what is Q's role going to be in it? I mean, is Q going to take Picard through a journey of memory lane on his time on the Enterprise, on the Stargazer? I mean, Dave picked this up. I didn't pick this up. That that broken piece that had the pot wraiths in. So what what you know what what's what part is that going to play? Also, maybe there's a big battle between Q and you know maybe some pot wraiths. Uh, I'm more intrigued now. I mean, I mean now now it's like yeah, I can't wait wait for this. But we're not going to get it till next year sometime, and not sure when what month. But just 2022 is all we know so far. Right. Right. If you read down the comments on the video there, someone posted a, a wonderful little hypothetical exchange between Picard and Q. It started off with Picard saying something along the lines of, Q, I could have gone the rest of my life without seeing you again. And Q's response, but mon capitaine, you did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah, that is, that is. Chrissy, your thoughts on this trailer here on uh, Picard? I mean, I've always been greatly amused by Q. Um, yeah. So I I really like it. I always like um, time travel and seeing how people resolve the paradoxes of time travel. Because I mean, it always has a paradox with it that you have to like figure out and resolve, and then you know your your mind goes around in in some loops of logic. So. I mean, I, I expect it to be really enjoyable. Um, the first season of Picard was awesome. Um, so I'm very hopeful. I just hope that they don't ruin it. Because otherwise, I'm going to be like, you should have just given me one season and ended it. But that's usually my opinion of if, if you ruin it, then I, I want to be left with wanting more and not getting it than having it ruined. Yeah. Um, so I have, uh, I have high hopes after watching the first season. I loved the first season of Picard and I know that there's some, it was, it was very good. And so I, I have hopes. I didn't they haven't really rushed into doing a second season. And, I'm, and that also gives me hope that they've given some time to breathe and allow it. And so, uh, I'm excited about the whole, uh, Q thing. So we'll see, we'll see what happens there. So, yeah. Well, do we want to do another trailer here, or do we want to jump into Zack Snyder's Justice League? Just trying to keep an eye on time here. Yeah, let's let's talk just let's talk Justice League. I th- I, I put it a trailer for, for, for this for Jupiter Legacy, but we'll just pass on uh, that on the Facebook. Yeah, we'll pass we'll pass on that right now. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah. So as you know, we talked about if you've been on our Facebook page, we of course talked about it there. But Zack uh, Snyder, of course, released. His version, his extended cut, and his version or his view of what Justice League should have been like, the original cut. So this is not a new movie. This is a re-release. But in a lot of ways, it was a new movie with the additional footage. And clocking in at just under four, just over four hours on HBO Max. And, uh, yeah, so why don't we, uh, so first of all, did everyone here watch the original Justice League yeah, when it came yes. out? Yeah. 
I I didn't because I heard how horrible it was, and I said to myself, I don't need to watch a sucky movie. Yep. That <laughs> you know ruins a good thing for me. So I'm just gonna go rewatch the good Batman trilogy and call it a day. Yeah. So like that was that was me. I did. I never watched the original. Um, the original Justice League. So for when I went and watched this one, it was like a whole new movie for me, right? Yeah. So let's start with the people that have watched it and kind of make the comparison between the two. And then Chrissy, you and I can talk about it having watched it for the first time. And Well, uh, being as I was still in the middle of a shelter season, I did not have four hours to sit down and watch movies. Oh, yeah. Did you watch any of it? No. All right. Uh, it's on. It's on my list of things to watch. Okay. Well, so I do mean, you do you care if we spoil it here because we're going to spoil it? I mean, I'm sure. Like, I don't care about spoilers. It's, all right. So, all right. So let's start. Let's 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 go here, and we can get your analysis as we go through here, Chrissy. So, of your thoughts about what people are saying. So, um, Dave, let's start with you. So you rewatched. You spent four hours of your. Hard-earned time watching Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. What 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 would yeah. you think watching this again? It, it well, <laughs> it. Uh, I I see what he was trying to do. You know, you're you're adding in your uh, your your larger bad guy above Steppenwolf your I'll call it your Thanos character in this I, I get it um the the problem I had was four hours long to start with I'm not gonna lie we watched it in two parts on a Saturday and I am not ashamed to say I dozed off at multiple parts through it. <laughs> um, it, it, it got slower at some points than I, you know, was really enough to keep my attention. But again, I'm dealing, you're dealing with characters here that you jam into a cooperative to battle something. And I mean, everybody knows Superman, you know, you know, Batman, you've seen them in variations in movies throughout my entire life. Literally, but they've all been different. And as far as this one went, I, I didn't care about any of the characters. I don't know how they were fitting in their backstories. Cyborg, at least in this thing, got a little bit more of a backstory, which was cool. But after coming off of how many years of Marvel and building and developing and then bringing them together and then having more, more soul, you know, solo stories going out. I, I didn't care about anybody in this movie, I, you know, and it really hurt yeah. the, 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 the entire production. Um, the, it, it's hard to, it, it, it's, it's really hard to watch physically watch in my house um, the way our TV's at, 
is, is in our living room. The sun comes in that back door. And when you make a movie that's completely dark, like 90% of the movie, I, I can't see the dang screen. And it makes, makes that a little bit useless for me too. Um, I've always had a problem with movies that were just visually dark all the time. But I mean, I, I get what it, it added more than more to the original to the original movie than what, what actually came out in, in the theatrical release. It, that, that was cool. But you know, then you, you pull the ending out with that twisted alternate timeline thing, and I'm sitting there like, "What the hell is this? Why, why is why?" But hey, it, it's what it was. I mean, I'm not rushing to watch it again, and I think I watched the original theatrical one once. And that was enough for me. Miles, let's jump over to you. Tell me your thoughts rewatching the Justice League and watching this watching the Zack Snyder cut. I'm really interested in your thought because I know that you are a diehard DC fan. Okay. Um I am sympathetic to what Dave said. Marvel Marvel did did their crossover right they gave everybody most everybody their um backstory movie and origin story and then they did the crossover we had a cross we had a superman got his own origin story in this in in, in this iteration um wonder woman would get one later and aquaman would get one later so i could i can understand why some people might find it feeling a little disjointed and some of the material in justice league kind of conflicts a little with Aquaman a little mirror story, uh, does anyways. Um, I enjoyed the first, the, the, the theatrical release back in 2017. I think it was the one that Joss Whedon edited and put together. I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't the best superhero movie in the world. I mean, I wouldn't put it on par with, um, Marvel movies, but it was still enjoyable. It was still, you know, it was, and 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 so, you know, that that's where I am with that one. And seeing this one, I, I enjoyed this one too. I think I, you can't do a four-hour movie in a movie theater anymore these days. I mean, movie theaters are loath to do intermissions, and it's it, it, is that. You know, you can only show so many showings of, of, a, of a movie a day for, with, with a four-hour movie, so it's kind of prohibitive as far as showing it in a movie theater. Um, but but all the added material, though, is still enjoyable. I loved the extended battle scene with um, Darkseid and the um, the armies of Earth going against him. The the, the I mean, the first one was really cool, but the expanded one was even cooler. It was. It was It was great. Um, I think uh, Cyborg is given more of a backstory here. He's, he's, a, he's a little more... In, 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 the first, in the original theatrical release, he's more brooding, more upset over a situation, but then in this one, he seems to... Um, Get you know, find, find, be more at peace with it, and, and we see more of his, 
his ability. So I did enjoy all the added footage. It's just this weird situation where they drop it on a cable, on a, on a, on a streaming service. And you can, if you carve out four hours of your day or, or watch two hours, one day and two hours the next day, you know, you, you know, you could do it that way. So I, I, I think the added footage makes it better, but it does, but when it comes to putting out a movie, a theatrical release, you can't do four hour movies anymore. It's just, it's just not practical, but, um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I think, uh, cyborg stories is improved upon Flash's story is improved upon a little more. Um, we already know wonder woman's story. She got, she got, you know, her own origins movie. We won't talk about that awful thing. Wonder woman, 1984, but, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and Ben Affleck, he's an okay Batman. I mean, he's not Christian Bale, but he was okay in this for what this movie was. Um, Yeah, there, I mean, there, there's a lot of good extra stuff here. I, I think if you're if you're a DC fan, there, there, there's there's a lot of stuff for you to enjoy. Is it on par with Marvel? No, not yet. But because uh, um, I think they're trying to accomplish too much. Some of the more um, origins, like the Wonder Woman movie, and I thought the uh, Aquaman movie. I thought those two were excellent standalone origin story movies that are really getting close to what. Um, Marvel has achieved. Yeah. yeah. So if you have four hours and you want to watch some good live action superhero superhero movie, you know, it's all, you know, it's enjoyable. I mean, it's not, you know, it may not be the, um, as good as what, what, what Marvel's put out over the last few years, but it's still pretty good and it's still, enter- it's still entertaining too. Yeah. All right. Ready for my rant? <laughs> rant away. <laughs> Rant away. I would love to hear your rant. You like to hear your rant? No. So, so as you know, um, I did not watch the original. I mentioned that earlier. So this is my first time watching it. I had watched Batman versus Superman. I watched the original Superman movie. I did not watch Aquaman. I did watch Wonder Woman. So I had a little bit of context context going into the movie for these superheroes. I agree with the sentiment that I think, Miles, maybe you said that uh, this movie maybe attempts to do too much, which is ironic for a four-hour movie, you know? And um, so my my issue is, my issue with this is, first of all, I, I, I had no problem at all with the casting. I thought Cyborg was cast. I liked I liked Cyborg and the, the, his casting. Uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman is great. You know, Wonder Woman, um, Ben Affleck as Batman did not bother me. The guy I don't remember his name that plays Superman represents what? Henry Cavill. Yeah, Henry Cavill. Uh, he represents what Superman should look like, right? So all this stuff that I, I don't have a problem on, from that front. Even Flash. No problem, right? The they, they captured the characters fine, right? So if it's not the casting and even necessarily their acting, then there's something else going on. And I'm wondering if where it falters is 
in the is in the storytelling element and the and the way it's put together. So the, we're making comparisons to Marvel, right? And Marvel had the, the foresight and plan 10 years ago, plus now, when they dropped Iron Man 1 on the screen, um, they really began a journey of multiple movies they planned out for 10 years in advance to put together so that they could tell the Marvel story. And what Marvel did with its characters is it gave us characters that were heroes, but were very imperfect. Iron Man is far from a perfect character, right? He's flawed. Bruce Banner is flawed in his struggle with Hawk, right? Um, Scarlett Johansson's character, Black Widow, has a past, right? Um, And so each one of these characters, I mean, Thor, even his family is dysfunctional family is kind of what makes the story, right? These are very, you know, in, in some ways, very human characters. And it's not just the characters, it's the journey with them as a unit, right? As shield. Um, they fight among themselves and disagree. And, and yet when, it comes time to save the world. They somehow get their crap together and look past those things that separate them and make them very human um, that we kind of root for them anyways, despite the flaws. And they're heroes, superheroes that somehow, while we don't have the superpowers, that we can identify with them because of this. Because we, too, have these same experiences in life. When I get to the Justice League, what do I have? I have Superman that is perfect and virtually untouchable. Now, he has his own crisis. I get that. But I don't really identify with Superman. I have Batman who's stinking, filthy rich. What's your superpower? I'm rich. Best line of the movie, in my opinion. uh, Or one of them. But, you know... In, so you 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 have that right, and then you have Aquaman, and Aquaman's just not developed in this movie. And again, I know that the movie, his standalone movie, I'm sure fleshes him out more. Wonder Woman, we know her backstory. I liked her backstory, and she's dealing with loss because many of the Amazonians were killed at the beginning of the movie. Um, the character that I cared about the most was Cyborg, because we get a look into his past and the pain and his struggle to connect and love his father based on what his father has done or has not done. Um, So that struggle, like, was he really a father to me? He wasn't at my football games. You know, we, we, we get the struggle for Cyborg. A little bit in the Flash, but the Flash is so... So uh, nebulous with his father. It's kind of really shallow to me. So I guess, yeah. So, so for me, when I look at, when you throw this crew together and they're working together because there's a common enemy that draws them together. It seems like this is a, a band of heroes put together for convenience sake but not because they've been wielded, forged into something more. Um, 
so I really, I, I'm saying all that. The movie for me had problems and it had to do with chemistry, I think more than anything, and scripting. All that being said, this movie was a beautiful vignette of small moments. There were beautiful, there was beautiful uh, special effects. I loved Flash and the way they captured Flash running. Um, I, I love some of the battle scenes. Um, when as Superman comes in and he get in Darkseid brings down the hammer and it hits, it's you know it's resting on his shoulder and he becomes impenetrable. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, Wonder Woman saving the kiddos, right? There is there's so many good moments in the movie that I absolutely loved, but in the end. When I when I think back, I probably won't watch it again, and it's probably because of this the way that it held together. Um, and that's probably that's probably my biggest my biggest complaint. You know, I did like at least I did I did more that they said I I think the statistics said that half the people that started it didn't finish it. I think is the stats that are out there right now. So. As says something, I'm glad I finished it. Um, I loved the Martian Manhunter at the very end. That was cool. They brought him in. Um, I get, Dave, I know that the alternate timeline bothered you, but this is something that DC has done time and time again in their universe. So this is not totally unexpected. Miles, you can attest that that's something that they've done plenty of times and they played with the alternate universe. Um, but yeah, that. So I don't know. Uh, that's my diatribe on it and my feeling of it. Um, I wasn't going to finish it until you guys said we were going to talk about it tonight. I watched it over a series of walks that I take throughout my day in the school building. So like 10, 15 minutes here and there. So I broke it up into like 15 different sessions of watching it. And it was okay. Yeah. Any questions for me? No, Mr. Herzog. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I, I think that was a fair review. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So those are my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think DC still has a long way to go before they're at. I think it's, I think level. when it comes down to it, it's poor planning in DC's part. Yeah. I. Like You're not convincing me to go spend four hours on this movie. I'm I'm just gonna uh, yeah, say so, that. So so let me <laughs> let me tell you why you should watch it. Let me talk let's talk about why you should watch the movie. Dave hasn't steered me wrong yet. Dave 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 there are some reasons to watch it. Um you get to see the, other than you, apps. You get to see the freaking <laughs> Justice League together. Um and that's that's pretty awesome. Um, you get to see them fighting as a unit. Um, and arguably, it's like you, you get to see some superheroes you really haven't seen on the screen, um, given some screen time finally in the uh, DC universe. And those, so there's all the, and the special effects are absolutely flipping amazing. Um, they, they, they are. See, even Dave has to agree with that. So, um, it, it, it's it's it, I would say that if you choose not to Shiny watch, it's, I, I, on the screen. 
uh, and plenty of lens flare. No, um, I'm just saying. I'm just saying that there's that. If you aren't going to watch the whole thing, then at least watch some of the scenes just to get a feel for it. Because it's, it may not be worth four hours, but it is worth seeing some of the fights. Um, Sound like a Cliff Notes version. <laughs> I bet there is. Yeah, it's the theatrical version. <laughs> yeah, so probably the theatrical version is fine. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen Aquaman and Wonder Woman yet, those movies, watch those. Watch those well, first. I, I've seen those, and okay. Know, Yep. But it it's one of those things where it really sounds like there's a fundamental pacing and storytelling issue in that, that they tried to put too much into one movie, yeah. which I'm sorry, if you have four hours and you cannot tell your whole story in four hours, what are you so, doing? So it's here's here's my thought of that. Up, make a trilogy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So here's my thought of that. Um Whoever produced it probably didn't give DC carte blanche to like do three movies, right? They had they they got one movie and then based on how that movie did, they would greenlight the next movies. So I think maybe that was part of it. So it's probably a contractual thing. But when I was watching Are this, they stupid, probably. Um, but okay. p- p- probably uh, Dave's nodding yes, so it must be true. Because uh, <laughs> yeah, trust Dave and his stupidity meters on. Um, but the the other thing, like when I was watching this, I was thinking back to watching the animated series as a kid, right? Or even as an adult, I watched it. And when you look at that, they take an entire season to talk about here's superheroes forming, and it happens over time, right? They right. form, and. So we're trying to take what was an entire season of animation to form into a Justice League to face this big baddie, and we're shoving it into three hours. And it, and well, you can I mean, tell four hours. It, it feels it feels rushed. And so like here's the future place of the Justice League. Like we get in the egg. That's awesome. But so you're telling me it's like watching Avatar when they took the entire first season of Avatar, The Last Airbender, and tried to cram it into one movie, and you were left going, what did I just watch? Probably uh, the comparison is probably not unfair. But Okay. Yeah. So then I definitely won't want to watch it, because no. But, but you, <laughs> wa- I- you know what? I will go back and watch the cartoon. That's what I will do. There you I go. I will enjoy that. Yeah. I would, I would if you're telling me that it's basically like taking the cartoon and trying to cram it into one movie, then I'll just go watch. Miles, the is that a fair? You you watched the animation much uh, more than maybe uh, more recently than we have. Uh, is that a fair assessment that they kind of taken what really is season long stories and kind of shoved it into one short movie? Not when I say short relative to a season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they. I think your comments about. Uh, development pacing are all fair yeah um, they tried they tried to do too much in a short period of time which again is ironic because you have a four-hour movie and that should be plenty and of time to tell a story my, my problem yeah. is you're gonna tell me that you couldn't tell a decent story in four hours like are you interns are you <laughs> Are you in your last semester at college movie telling? Like, can, what is your problem? Can I ask? The story itself was good. I mean, the, the actual, the, the main plot for it. 
I, I didn't I didn't dislike. Well, remember, was, yeah. yeah. Good miles. The theatrical version was two hours, and now and that was a decent movie did I it did, did did you feel i was going to just ask you dave that did you feel that the theatrical version held up better story-wise than the four-hour version no no because i still i'm still not invested in anybody okay so yours was an investment miles how about for you yeah i don't i don't I think the criticisms levied that, that you levied against this four-hour film, you could still be levied against the theatrical release as far as the chemistry with the so characters. You, so, so you, you aren't you, you aren't convinced? We aren't convincing Chrissy to even watch the theatrical version. So, uh, <laughs> not not unless she she's willing to give up four hours of her life. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, if 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 you want to, if you watch a movie, getting getting from point A to point B, from beginning to end of the storyline was done i think much better much more concisely in the theatrical version the the extended cut with this added a few more elements into the story that you're starting to see a, a grander picture like like picture picture event the avengers movie mm-hmm. when you you just you don't know anything about the characters about about the, about your heroes it's just a bunch of superheroes there fighting the Chitake or whatever the heck those alien things were called. Not knowing that you also you had Thanos pulling the strings and orchestrating things behind the scenes. And that's what you had in the theatrical version from my, from my point of view. This one did the same thing, except now you have the, I call it the Thanos reveal with whatever the big bad guy's name is in in the DC in, the, in this storyline dark side dark side yeah and, and that's what you've got you you know a little bit more about some of your characters but again it, it's a good story if you're just watching a bunch of costumed people go whoop some baddies tail and save right. the planet it, it's it's good that way but for, for 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 after coming off of I guess I said how many ever many years of Marvel doing their thing, this was so it, this was so underwhelming compared to that. Yeah, I guess I'm just at the point where it's like you've seen so much, and I know I, I'm the youngest That's... one of the group. It's one of those things where like you've seen so many things, you've read so many books, you've played so many video games or something. At a certain point, you're like. If this isn't good, I kind of don't really want to do it because I could just go play this other thing or watch this other thing right. or reread this really good book that, you know, right. is going to give me what I want. Right. And I really like it. And I know, like, special effects and things like that. But, you know, I, I went back at some point and played Arcanum, which is an old game, terrible graphics, horrible graphics. But. It is such a good game. It is so good because it's got this intricate plot that it has all these different story elements. And you don't even care that you were just basically playing this tiny pixelated semi blob humanoid thing on your screen because you get so invested in it. So when I hear like, oh, well, it's got really good special effects. I'm like, eh. 
Right. I would rather have campy special effects and a damn good plot and character development and all the all the meat of the story. Right. Right. Because no matter how fancy the special effects are, in five, ten years they're gonna look like crap anyways. And yeah. <laughs> true, true. And it's why I, I always end up rewatching shows that I've watched hundreds of times because I, I, I don't the the little bit of time I have investing in new shows like new shows even that I mean I hear from you guys especially that are really good. Uh, like Resident Alien. I want to watch that so bad. I love Alan Tudyk. It's on my list. But what did I start doing? Rewatching Stargate Atlantis. Right. I mean, I mean, I, 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 why, uh, yeah. what yeah. am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I like new things. I like trying new things. I'm very much into exploring stuff. At the same time, I'm just getting picky, which is why I had a lot of shows that I started watching. And I just stopped after the first two episodes because I was like, Eh, who has time? Really who has me. time? Yeah. yeah, you know. I'm doing that watching, more. Yeah, I started yeah. watching some movies and I was just like, eh, not really doing it for me. Tried Castlevania. That was something I forgot. Started watching Birds of Prey. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. I mean, Dota just came out. Tried watching maybe two or three episodes of that, and I'm definitely going. Bleh. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe if I had played dota the game it right. would be better yeah. but it's just a world of warcraft knockoff and i kind of just like eh. well we did you get know. we did get some listener feedback in this do you want to hear what listeners said about this sure all right i'll read the end i'll read andrews it's a little bit long and uh dave i'll give you a short one here you want to read what lee kemp said about it and uh yeah. and i'll have uh miles why don't you take jeff and why don't you take jen Chrissy, is that all right? Um, let me Jed's is at the Jed, Jed's very bottom one, so very bottom one here. Well, I accidentally closed my show notes. So oh, so if, you, if you can't find it, well, I could. I'll get started because it's the very last one. If you I'll, can't I'll find look it, for it. Hold on. okay, all right. So here's what Andrew Coons uh, Mazar said. I think Mazar Mazar. Um, really, really terrible movie, and we rewarded toxic fandom in a very bad way. None of the characters of arcs. Many of them do not fit with any reasonable interpretation of their comic equivalents. The dialogue is sluggish and dull. Boy, now you really want to watch it, Chrissy. Uh, <laughs> the action the action scenes are 99% slow motion and very uninteresting. I actually like the slow motion, personally. Uh, weird plot holes and internal inconsistencies. Weird emphasis on choices why does Wonder Woman blow up a single dude when he's reloading? Why do we care so much about this air troop carrier, etc.? Some of the casting is absolutely off. Barry Allen, Lex Luthor. I like Lex Luthor, but yeah, it's honestly just an exercise in excess for the sake of nothing. The plot is really not that different from the theatrical release, just longer, darker, and weirder. And the epilogue is so atrocious and weird. I mean, spoiler alert, the Joker makes a joke about jerking Batman off. And then Batman said he's going to fucking kill him. A few positives. Really fascinating. Yes. <laughs> I no, seriously, go YouTube. Um oh, what is it called? Queer. Oh, it's a whole thing about queer um coding in the bat 
the Batman series. Seriously, fascinating. Queer coding and Batman. Go for it. Oh, there you go. Something else to get down the, the rabbit trail in it. He did have some positives. He said, Cyborg has more has 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 more to do and a bit more of an arc. Aquaman's a bit less grating and more Jeremy Irons as Alfred is cool. I would agree. I would agree with all that. So, yeah. 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 Yep, but weirder, certainly. Yeah. Our good friend Lee Kemp, uh, you can find him contributing to the Sci Fi Diner podcast Facebook page. He's one of the moderators. Yes, yeah, one of our moderators. Says at four plus hours long, I haven't been able to carve out a whole day yet to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. That was kind of Chrissy. It's kind of your thing. Four hours is a lot of time to carve out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could cuddle my cats. Living or play with them, and I have a new puppy. You probably get so. you probably get more out of it. So probably, yeah, with less special effects. But you know, who knows? Yeah, go, I'll go just ahead. Play with my puppy for four hours. Uh, Miles, what did Jeff have to say? Jeff says, "Well, it's more congruous with the rest of the series than the theatrical cut, but that's not necessarily something I enjoyed. It's definitely a better cyborg story, which helps the general plot, but I don't need the level of grit. I fundamentally disagree." Excuse me, with uh, Snyder's take on the characters and his pathological need to to up the violence, bathe everyone in darkness, and pull out the foul language in a movie that I should be able to take my kids to see. So yeah, that's um, at rated R. You can't take your kids to go see this, and you know you want to take your kids to a superhero movie. So yeah, um, yeah, that is true. I uh, I didn't think of that. Um. It's 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 really the epilogue. Is is it is there any language earlier before that? Is it just the epilogue? I want to say it's just. Well, the there epilogue. are some. There's f there's f bombs thrown in there, a, a few places uh, throughout the film. I thought so, uh, and, and the level of violence was. Um, well, it's very gratuitous. Yeah, you get definitely gratuitous. Yeah, yeah. so. That, so, I mean, you want, you want to be able to take your kids to go see the movie, and this is not something you can take your kids to go yeah. see, at least small children. Yeah. I was going to say, they, uh, one of them mentioned Lex Luthor. I think it was Andrew Coons did. I didn't have a problem with the guy playing Lex Luthor. I think that the guy that did the social network works fine for me as the guy that plays Lex. Um, I did think when he's on the boat there at the end and the guy that comes on the boat – when you see a shadow, I'm like, it's Deadpool because he looks like in the darkness, looks like Deadpool coming under the boat, and it's not. I know that'd that be would have cr- been a much better movie. Probably, like, just, probably. <laughs> just don't even like care about the fact that he shouldn't be there. Just like Deadpool's now in this movie. Yeah, it would have made it that Ryan Reynolds would have made it definitely better. But yeah, yeah. So I did manage to pull up my show notes again. Um, but what did Jen have like, to say? Well, Jennifer said. I liked some parts of it. Didn't really like what they did with Superman in it. I liked the Flash's interaction with everyone. Yeah. She is a huge CW fan. Like, she watches all the CW, like Supergirl, Flash, Arrow. Uh, She loves all those Supergirl. She loves them all. Um, So it's, uh, she she definitely, I know she's a Flash fan. And uh, she didn't like Superman. What do you, what do you think about what they did with Superman? Well, he's only in it for a very short while in this. Um, I liked his black costume. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but So uh, you're saying he's goth Superman? Chrissy, you need to watch it now. <laughs> I, apparently. I mean, it's all... 
Apparently that's up my alley. Yeah. Super grim and dark, gratuitous violence. Actually, yeah, there's there's a there's a, a there's a lot of dead bodies in it too. You would enjoy it. Oh, good. good. <laughs> I, can, I can assess them to see yeah how how well they hold up against you know what they should look like because apparently now I know. Yeah, you are the I expert. You're the expert. No, I'm not an expert. I, I've just been watching way too much Ask a Mortician. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's not really convincing me to watch this, guys. Uh, well, are there any other any other uh, final thoughts here as we look at uh, wrapping up our thoughts on Zack Snyder's Justice League? You know what? I will stick it on my sick day pile. There you go. It might be better with cough medicine and a fever to watch. I, I mean, that's how I watched Gone with the Moon for the first time. I was like really sick and I was like, you know what? I have not watched this classic. I feel like I am missing an American gem. I was not. Yeah. But I gave it the old college dry. I mean. You're like, frankly, my dear, I don't day. give a damn. So. <laughs> and neither did I. <laughs> 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 but I, I will. What I will do is I will like mentally put back long movies that I don't really have a whole lot of interest in watching, but kind of feel like I should for whatever cultural reason. And it's on my sick day pile because if I'm sick, miserable, on some sort of medication, and I must, you know, don't care, and if I fall asleep through it, nah. So. I, I ha- those are what it's going to go on the sick day pile. <laughs> yeah. So if I get COVID, I'll have to watch it. There you go. <laughs> yeah, d- don't say that. Miles wouldn't wish that. You made it all one. winter. <laughs> I I did, and I I do I did get um vaccinated, so I shouldn't get it. But you know, Good for you, uh, new, yeah. new new strain. We're not even gonna we're not gonna talk ah. about it. It's it's gonna be over soon. Next. Like my ears. Think, 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 Michael Keaton is still my Batman. Christopher Reeve is still my Superman. I disagree with that. Christian Bale is my Batman. I loved his Batman above all of them. So this Michael Keaton followed by Adam West by a hair. <sighs> Sorry, you feel that way. <laughs> you know what? We 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 did rip this movie apart, but I think this still has put gave a shot in the arm in the franchise. And so there's people that really did like this movie that say, "Hey, we want to see the Snyderverse continue. We want to still see more." superhero movies with these people it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens because it's not it, it it's not going away in a puff of smoke it's you know it did it did generate a lot of interest and and, and to be and to be fair i think the other thing we need to say for it is that um i lost my train of thought so dave you were going to speak go ahead give me a a a solo affleck as batman movie i i i want to see that I, I want to see how he what he would do with that character by itself. You know, I, I'd love to see it. I mean, I, I I've liked just about every Batman movie except for 
the last couple ones before Christopher uh, Val Kilmer. You didn't like Val Kilmer as a no uh, Val Kilmer, George Clooney. No, yeah, no, I can't um, stand those. Two you know, the next the next Batman we're getting though is uh, the Twilight Man, Robert Patterson with that one. Uh, but that's 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 a very that's a very see this is a that one I think that movie that's coming out is going to be very fun to analyze from a like psychological perspective because you have a very you have a very you have a Batman that is rage filled because of he hasn't dealt with his crap, which is which is funny. Everyone has said what a terrible Batman he's going to be, but I was watching um Cinema Theory therapy which is another like youtube show that i do recommend and they were like wait a minute edward Cortzbella, the same way that batman talks to bad guys it was actually typecasting and we had no idea and i just they said it and i just like yeah. lost it i started laughing so hard and they were like showing like side by side clips of edward and bella versus batman and it was like i was like oh my god he might actually make a really good Batman. Yeah, what and people are saying from what they said that that there's a there's a there's a there's a there's a visceral authenticity to this Batman um who is a little bit unhinged. Um so it's gonna be yeah. definitely it's gonna definitely be a fresh take on Batman for what we've seen, but kind of in line with what we've seen with the whole Joker movie. So not totally out of line with, with that. So you're all into the YouTube lines here, Chrissy, look up bad man. It's Pete Holmes's college humor run. You'll love DC after this. Well, I, I do have to get going. Cause I, I do have a puppy that I have to go. Yep. No with, problem. So. We do have to go. Let's go ahead and wrap up the show here. And uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Join us in a few weeks as we talk lower decks. Uh, and uh, we'll do that review coming up here. But that's about it. Why don't we uh, get out of the show here? Miles, take us out. All right. Till next time, good night and good luck. We'll see you. Keep wearing your mask just a little bit longer, guys. <laughs> Go boldly.
picture behind is is a eclipse or a, like from the ring it's not it's actually neither it's from the tv show millennium and is oh. what, what what is it is it's an acubus acubus the the snake that eats his tail in a circle oh. i don't know what they okay. call it I, I thought it was like an acubus or something like that but anyways it was the uh, it was the um it was the, it was the icon for the show millennium so that's what that is oh. so okay and my uh, screen I just mean, tilted i see why i would think it was right right there all right um are we ready to get rolling here Sure. All right. Thirty-four minutes late. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, you know, better late than never, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Um, Dave, ready to start singing? Just kidding. Yes. <laughs> 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 let's let's ease her back in. <laughs> she left oh, that. She left that way, and I she's back. Not having any no, no, no filter, no filter, no filter, Chrissy tonight. All right. I will, I will go downstairs. I will get a shot of whiskey to handle this nonsense, and I will bring back. Look what you've done. All right, all right. I hate drinking alone. Uh, <laughs> all right.